Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 12 of the Daring DVM podcast. Today, I'm excited to take you behind the scenes of life coaching. I want to teach you the tool to implement into your life to create self-awareness and to start making the changes you want to see. We spent the first several episodes covering topics related to veterinary medicine and the challenges that many of you face at work and in your personal lives. So today, I wanted to take a step back and teach you about the framework through which you can achieve this. I'm going to teach you about the self-coaching model. This is the tool that I use for all my clients in every coaching session, and I also use it daily in my own life, either when I'm coaching myself or when my coach is working with me. Now, I did not come up with the model This is a term that was first used by Brooke Castillo, who is one of the leading influences in the space of life coaching. And she did not invent the concept itself, but rather she was the first person to really structure it and to give it a name. I love to use this tool because it really helps you gain a clear understanding of how you impact your own life. It ties together your thoughts, feelings, and actions in a way that is visually easy to see and comprehend. It really shows you how you create the results of your own life, and this is what helps you take back your emotional power and take control of your life. So that is what I want to teach you all today. Interspersed through this episode, I'll also share some of my own story and how I've used coaching in my own life. My hope is that you will get a sense of who I am and what the Daring DVM coaching program is, and why I do what I do, and why I'm so passionate about teaching these skills and concepts to other veterinarians. I created the Daring DVM program because of my love for coaching, specifically helping my fellow veterinarians who are feeling stuck in their lives and in their careers, just as I was not too long ago. The amazing part about this new chapter of my life is that I get to help other doctors and I still get to practice veterinary medicine in a way that I love and that is meaningful to me. I decided to start the Daring DVM podcast because I really have so much to teach and so much to offer, and I wanted to give you all a chance to get to know me before you ever sign up for coaching. So I really hope that is what this podcast does for you. So let's start with today's topic, the self-coaching model and how to put it into action. I frequently coach my clients on the topic of how to take action. It seems like one of the more frustrating things for my vet clients is their inability to take action. They have things they want to accomplish, but it seems after vet school, they just hit a wall with how to continue pursuing the things they want in life. They still have dreams and ideas, but they have difficulty reconciling how they thought their life would be with how it currently is. And this seems to keep them stuck, and it blocks them 
from going off to the next big thing. Many lose motivation, and some even feel a sense of resignation. They question themselves constantly, but cannot seem to find an answer. Questions like, why can't I find enough time for my hobbies? Why can't I seem to get off the couch and exercise? Why does it seem impossible to love this career anymore? Why am I always so drained at the end of the day? Why can't I figure out what to do next? Why is it so difficult to date? Why do I feel angry all the time? And why can't I stop myself from taking it out on my partner or my kids? And it all comes down to the same answer, which is good to know because it is something that you have control over in your own life. As I mentioned earlier, we do this by using the tool called the self-coaching model. The model is what you need to use to coach yourself through your own thinking. The model, in its most basic sense, is just the premise of how the world works. There are five components to the model. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And that's it. Super simple. When you are using the model for yourself, you're going to get a sheet of paper and you're going to write down these five components vertically along the margin. So you're going to write the letter C for circumstance. Below that, you'll write the letter T for thought. Below that, F for feeling. Below that, A for action. And finally at the bottom, R for result. So once you're done, you'll have C-T-F-A-R written vertically in a column on the page margin. This is the framework that you will use to examine anything that is going on in your life. So let's go over the definitions and how to use this. Circumstances are those things in the world over which you have no control. It is everything that happens outside of yourself. Everything that happens outside of you is a circumstance. And that's just the way it is. And the truth is, there are many, many things that we cannot control. We cannot control our past. What's done is done. We cannot control other people or what they think or what they feel. We cannot control anything that happens out in the world. Everything outside of yourself is just a circumstance. So what can we control? The entire remaining portion of the model. You are always in control of your own thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. These things are all within your control all of the time. Now the thing is, many of us don't know this, and even those of us who do know it can often forget it. And that's why I am such a strong advocate for having a life coach. Even as a coach myself, I still have my own coach to help me identify when I am forgetting this in my own life. So for many people, we either tend to think that everything should be in our control and we try to control our situations or the people around us, or we think that nothing is in our control and we feel helpless like life is just happening to us. And what the model really shows us is that it is never actually either of those ways. The only thing that is not within your control 
are the circumstances of your life. The world out there is not within your control. Your past is not within your control, even though you keep trying to change it. Other people are not within your control, even though you keep trying to change them or tell them how you think they should or shouldn't behave. But everything else is in your control. Everything in your present experience is within your control. What you decide to think, what you think about what you think, what you choose to feel, how you choose to behave, the actions or inactions that you choose, and the results that you create in your life. However, what many of us do is we forget this. We forget all the things that are within our control. We think that our thoughts are not within our control. And in fact, many of us don't even know what we are thinking most of the time. We are responding to thoughts of which we aren't even truly aware. And this matters. Why does this matter? Because, and this is really important to understand, our thoughts are what create our feelings. And everything you do in your life is because of how you want to feel or because of what you want to avoid feeling. Every single thing you do is because of how you want to feel. That is it. So, if your feelings are caused by your thoughts and everything you do in your life is in order to feel better, wouldn't it be really fucking important to know what you're thinking? Yeah, it absolutely would. The problem is, nobody seems to teach us this. Where the fuck was this class in high school or college? Why wasn't this taught to us earlier in life? No one ever pulls you aside and says, Hey, listen, buddy, everything you want in your life is because of a feeling you are chasing. The feeling that you think you will have once you get it, or the feeling you think that you will avoid in not doing it. Wouldn't it have been so great if someone had taught us that all of our feelings are caused by our thoughts? And if this is the case, maybe, just maybe, we should learn how to think on purpose so that we can learn to create the feelings that we want. This would have been life-changing for so many of us. Imagine all the misery you could have avoided in life just by learning this one simple concept. So, our thoughts create our feelings. Now, the next important concept to understand is that our feelings drive all of our actions. Feelings are the fuel for all of our actions. So when you ask me the question, why am I not taking action? It's because of the way you feel. Or when you ask me, why do I keep taking an action that I don't want to keep taking? It's because of the way you feel. Your feelings are driving your actions. Always. And then the last piece of the puzzle is that your actions always create your results. Your actions are what create everything that you want in your life or you don't want in your life. Your actions create your results. So to summarize, your thoughts, the little sentences in your mind, create your feelings. Your feelings drive your actions and your actions create your results. This is a very clean and simple way of looking at the world. 
It is the basis of cognitive psychology. Your thinking creates your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions create your results. The next logical question that my lovely clients will ask me is, so what creates my thinking? If my thinking drives everything in my life, if it creates my feelings, actions, and results, then I need to know what the fuck I'm thinking. And also, I need to know how to change what I'm thinking if I want to create a different result in my life. Many of us have never been taught to witness and to compassionately observe our own thinking. This is a skill that takes practice. This is the process of watching your own mind. It requires you to separate yourself from your own mind. Many of us don't make that separation. We don't recognize that there even is a separation. But in order to observe your own thoughts, you have to separate yourself from your mind in order to watch yourself think. This is what a lot of meditation is based on. For those of you who are also UC Davis vet school grads like me, you may remember our doctoring courses and how Dr. Clark was into teaching meditation practices. And if you're anything like me, at the time you were probably wondering what the fuck meditation has to do with learning to become a good doctor. How am I going to sit here and meditate for hours while I have so much to do? And how is this a good use of my time exactly? Trust me, I've been there and I totally get your line of thinking. What I can share now is that this is actually a very valuable and helpful skill for each and every one of us to know. Because when I watch my brain think, when I am present in the space of recognizing my own thinking, I can notice and identify my own underlying thoughts and beliefs. And if I can recognize them, then I have the power to decide if these are thoughts that I want to keep practicing and believing, or if they are thoughts that I want to change. My mind is creating everything in my life. My thoughts are where it all begins. This is one of the most important things that I teach my clients. Your mind creates everything in your life and your thoughts are where everything begins. Now, many of my clients will start to implement this in their lives and then they'll come back and say, okay, I'm watching my own thinking and let me tell you, I don't like it. I want to change it all, like yesterday. This is very normal and very common. I did the exact same thing when I first started this journey. As I started to look at my mind and become more conscious of my thoughts, I was amazed at just how much of it was negative, and you will be too. We have about 60,000 thoughts per day. So if you've never directed your mind and you've never told your mind what to think, you may still be thinking old thoughts. Thoughts from your childhood, thoughts from your past, money beliefs from your parents, thoughts about what you thought something should be like or how you should behave based on somebody else's input. And what's even worse is that many of these inherent thoughts will be negative. Who knew that our minds were so good at sabotaging us? It's like if you got a new puppy and instead of crate training it, you left it in the house unsupervised while you were out. 
and your puppy runs rampant through the house and destroys a whole bunch of shoes, chews on furniture, poops and pees on the carpet, rips the stuffing out of all of its toys and beds. You get the idea. So you come home, and you open the front door, and gaze upon your disaster zone of a living room, and go, oh shit. And many of you may even be tempted to shut the door and just walk away. This is what it's like when you first start to investigate your own mind. It happened to me, and it happened to my clients, and it will happen to you. You look into your mind, and you start to recognize how much pain you're in, how much negativity you're creating, how much responsibility is on you. And you, one, don't like it, and two, don't want to deal with it. It's easier in the moment to just shut the front door. And if this is you, that's totally fine. But it really denies you of all your power and all of your ability to change. The thing is, if you try to make changes in your life without understanding this, it's much more challenging. And let me tell you why. Most of us try to make changes from a place of action. Now, the reason this is more challenging is if you want to change your action without changing the thought and the feeling that's driving the action, you're going to struggle because you're going to have to work against your own feeling and thought that are creating the action in the first place. Remember, when you look at the model, your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions. This is why change can be so challenging and frustrating for so many of us. We try to stop procrastinating by implementing strategies to make us do something when we haven't yet discovered what thoughts are making us procrastinate in the first place. We try to fake it till we make it as doctors and constantly battle imposter syndrome instead of identifying the thoughts that are making us feel less than. We try new diets and exercises and health apps to try to lose weight instead of identifying the beliefs and thought patterns that are leading us to overeat in the first place. Basically, we try to change the action without first understanding the thought and feeling that are driving us to do the very thing that we are trying so desperately to change. This is why it can sometimes feel like you are struggling against your own will. This is why you feel like you don't have any control. When you can instead really observe yourself to see why you are not doing something or why you are doing something, then you will discover the thought and feeling combination that is driving your action. When you change the thought and feeling, then changing the action becomes so much easier. It's like it just clicks into place. And this is really what coaching is all about. It's about finding the cause of your habits, the cause of your patterns, why you do what you do. And once you've discovered why, the change you desire is so much easier to make. When you start to understand this, you can create massive change. Let me give you an example from my own life. So I was one of those people who was not enjoying my career as a veterinarian in the way that I had imagined I would. It wasn't what I had hoped it would be, and I felt trapped in trying to change it. 
and not from lack of effort, mind you, I'd been trying different actions for years. I worked as an associate doctor at multiple types of practices, some very big with multiple doctors on staff, and some very small, where it was just me. I tried private practice. I tried corporate practice. I did relief work. I was a medical director for several years. And yet, I still wasn't seeing the results I wanted in my career or in my personal life. And I was stuck in that cycle of waking up and not wanting to go into work that day, just dreading the day where I had the doom and gloom creep in on a Sunday evening before the week started again. I knew I needed to do something different, but I just couldn't think of what to do next. So in my case, the actions I had taken of changing jobs and changing roles and trying new things hadn't worked. And the inaction I was stuck in with my current job wasn't helping me either. And this is where life coaching really helped me. I discovered through self-reflection and asking myself lots of introspective questions that I was feeling resigned. I was resigned to this is just how it was going to be. I hadn't recognized the feeling prior. Before this, I would have just said I felt stuck. But once I was able to identify the feeling of resignation, I was then able to identify my thoughts. I had to ask myself, why? Why am I feeling resigned? Typically, I'm a go-getter. I try new things. I'm not afraid to put myself out there. So why do I feel so resigned? And in this case, what I learned about myself was that I was feeling resigned because I was thinking that nothing I could do would matter anyway. That was so powerful for me to understand. I was resigned, and I was creating the result of being stuck in my career because I was thinking that nothing I could do would matter anyway. I had tried new jobs and roles before, and I hadn't seen the results I desired. It wasn't something I was enjoying anymore. I kept trying new things to get a different outcome with no avail, because each time I tried, I still had an underlying belief that nothing I could do would matter anyway. This is why I felt so resigned, and trapped, and stuck. And like any person new to coaching, my gut instinct was to try to change my thinking immediately. What I had to learn, though, was first to just watch my thoughts with compassion. I'm thinking these things for a reason. So let me just sit back and watch and see what I learn about myself. And I am so thankful that I had a coach who coached me through this. Having first-hand experience with this has made me so much more helpful to my own clients. Many of you are feeling the same way I was, and some of you have even reached the point where you're learning to recognize your thoughts, and then you do what I wanted to do, which is beat yourself up and judge yourself for creating the situation that you're in in the first place, which, spoiler alert, is super unhelpful. So many of us waste so much time 
beating ourselves up. And this is one thing that I don't allow any of my clients to do. Listen, you're not going to beat yourself up today, and you are not going to beat yourself up ever again if we can help it. What we're going to do instead is we are going to learn how to view your mind with curiosity and interest. We are going to ask why you do what you do. We are going to be kind and compassionate and gentle with ourselves. Because I believe that everyone has a really good reason for why they do what they do or why they don't do what they don't do. We just have to find out why. If you do not approach your mind with compassion and curiosity, you won't be able to discover the truth about yourself. Instead, you will hide from yourself for fear of judgment. So instead of getting mad at yourself and trying to force yourself to change immediately, sit back and say to yourself, Okay, I see what I'm doing. Let me have a look at this. Why am I doing this? Think of it as if you were helping a friend. If your friend told you that they felt resigned because they didn't think that something mattered, wouldn't you want to know why? Wouldn't you want to listen to them to learn how best you can support them? Wouldn't you want to understand what they were thinking and where they were coming from? You would! So let's show that same compassion to ourselves. This is really what I think the most important part of coaching is. It is revealing yourself to yourself and developing your relationship to trust yourself. Once I started paying attention to this thought that nothing I could do would matter anyway, I was able to understand, of course this is what I'm thinking. I'm frustrated because I've tried so many different things. I've been beating myself up for not figuring it out yet. I've been putting pressure on myself to create what I thought it would be like. And each unsuccessful attempt was painful. And here I am, in another new role, still feeling the same way. Of course I feel resigned. There are always reasons that we do the things we do. And when we are able to connect with ourselves and truly identify and understand our reasons, that's when we can really decide if we want to change our way of thinking. You can't really change your thinking until you understand it. Think of it like a disease process in your patient. It's nearly impossible to affect the process and to help the patient unless you understand how the disease works. Once you understand how the disease works within the body, which receptors it affects, which cascades it starts or blocks, the organs targeted, the mechanism of action, that's when you can decide on an effective treatment plan. Otherwise, you're just stuck with very little information and throwing pred at everything that comes your way and hoping that something works. Understanding your own thinking is the way to being able to change it, and therefore change your feelings, your actions, and your results. In future episodes, we are going to discuss topics such as how to change your thinking, how to think deliberately, 
and how to deliberately create the emotions that you want to feel. But for now, the thing that I really want you to know and to practice is that you must first understand yourself before you can change yourself. And you must do this from a place of compassion and understanding and love. You cannot struggle yourself into change. You cannot beat yourself into change. If you try to do it this way, your changes will not be permanent. And this applies to all areas of your life, whether it's career-related, dating and relationships, weight loss, overcoming imposter syndrome, going after a goal, whatever it is that you're trying to change and make better, you cannot do it with force and willpower alone because you will end up caving under the pressure of your own mind. Your mind loves to repeat itself. It likes to look for patterns. It wants to be efficient. So if your brain, your mind, has been thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again, and you haven't been aware of many of these thoughts and your reasons behind them, then it's going to be very difficult to break that pattern. To change a deep-seated pattern of thinking requires practice and skill. And when you're trying to change it without first understanding it, then you're going to be at war with your own mind. And let me tell you, friends, when it's you against you, you are inevitably going to lose. This is why I really want you to understand that your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions. And that's why you are either not taking action or taking action you don't want to take. It all comes back to your thinking. Remember, the goal is to understand the thought. Don't judge yourself. Really look at your thinking to see if it makes sense. Because usually everything we do, even if it seems illogical on the surface, we usually have a very good reason for it. So take the time to be curious with yourself so that you can find that answer. I have done this work on myself, and I have seen it so many times with my clients. When we take the time to really understand why we do what we do, then we are empowered to start to change it. When you understand yourself and you work with yourself, then it becomes you with you. And this is the scenario in which you will inevitably win. And even if some of these thoughts stem back from your childhood or from a past trauma, you don't have to go back and relive those moments. All you have to know is that the thought you are thinking about it now is what is causing your pain. You don't have to understand exactly why you are thinking it today as an adult. You just have to recognize that you are thinking it and be kind to yourself in that recognition. If you do want to work more on understanding why you're holding on to a belief, then I would highly encourage you to work with a therapist as well. Coaching cannot replace therapy, but when used in conjunction with one another, they can really help you move forward to create the life that you want to live. Okay, my friends, we have covered a lot today, so let me summarize what I've taught you thus far. 
every action or inaction that you take in your life is because of a feeling, and every feeling you experience is because of a thought you are thinking. So the first step in creating change is to look inside your mind and see what are you thinking. Be curious. To become conscious of your thoughts, you have to ask yourself why. Why am I doing this? Why am I avoiding this? Why am I feeling this way? The answer that you give yourself will always be a thought. Sometimes it can feel like a fact, but trust me, it's not. It's just a thought that you have. It seems like truth only because you have been believing it for so long. Asking yourself questions is the best way to get to know what's going on inside your mind. And this is important because what's going on inside your brain is what will determine how you feel, how you act, and the results that you create. Okay, my friends, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. I love sharing these lessons with you and showing you what it is that I teach inside the Daring DVM coaching program. So thanks for listening. If you'd like a visual of what the self-coaching model looks like, then head on over to Instagram and it will be pinned to the top of the profile. My Insta is at DaringDVM. Also, if you'd like to contact me, please reach out on my Insta profile at DaringDVM or visit www.daringdvm.com to send me a message. I love hearing from you. And finally, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast as it helps me gain visibility and reach more listeners just like you. Okay, my friends, I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream. See you all next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.